Welcome to the Lead Up Podcast, where one moment can change one life. Here is your host, Nick Poole, with some leadership steps you can take this month. Well, welcome everybody to uh, this month's Lead Up Podcast. We are so blessed to have you join us. And uh, today we have with us Megs Yun from Beverly's Birthdays. And uh, we're super excited to get to talk uh, about her uh, leadership with Beverly's Birthdays and uh, the last 10 years of what she's done there. And uh, Be- uh, Beverly, I was going to say Beverly. It's my name. I know. Megs, at least twice uh, a week. <laughs> uh, tell me uh, tell me a little about your background and uh, kind of how you ended up at Beverly's Birthdays. Sure. Thanks for having mm-hmm. me. Well, so I'm the executive director, founder of Beverly's Birthdays, and I started the organization. It's in our 10th year. So 2022 is 10 years. And I started the organization after I had met a young girl named Beverly. She was 11 at the time. She shared with me that she had a really you know, it was a difficult home life and that she had never had her own birthday party or even her own slice of birthday cake. And for me, I was working at the time. I was the director of volunteer services at Washington and Jefferson College. And when she shared that with me, it truly is a moment in my life that took a turn. It's like a pivotal moment. I remember she shared it. I, I overcame my emotion, didn't want it, her to, you know, see me. And I went home that night and I said to my husband, I need to do something about that. If there's one Beverly out there, there's more. And the overall feeling I had was actually I was embarrassed that I had never had the thought that there are kids out there not having a happy birthday. And so I did. I started it. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I happened to stumble upon a contest that Scholastic Books was putting on, so Clifford, the big red dog. It was called Be Big in Your Community. Anyone could submit an idea to make their community better. And so I thought, all right. Beverly's birthdays. And although Beverly was not experiencing homelessness, I knew that I could work with agencies with dealing with that population. So I submitted my idea and I found out a couple months later out of a thousand entries in the nation, I had won, Wow, which is super cool. And I remember reading the award letter going, oh, now I have to do 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 this. And so the contest prize was $2,500. That was January of 2012. And that's basically the starter money awesome. that kicked off the first party in February of 12. Did you have any background with nonprofit? Yeah, so I had been working in volunteer services, and then I was actually, I'm an AmeriCorps alumni, so leadership cool. and service is something awesome. really important to me, and my AmeriCorps role was doing leadership development and training for adjudicated youth, so Very juvenile cool. offenders. And I think, I also, I grew up in the Catholic Church, a lot of service-based work in yeah. that way, yeah. and so I always have really liked giving back. It's pretty cool. Thank it's you. Awesome. It's awesome. What was the point you uh, knew uh, meeting this need was going to be more than just like a hobby, but like it was going to be an actual, like, you know, you, you're doing the birthdays and all of that, but it was like actually turning into something that's like, this is an organization. Well, I think so. I think internally I knew that at the first party, honestly, yeah. because I said to my husband after seeing that little girl, Amasia Simone, who I'll never forget, blow out her birthday candle. I turned to my husband and I said, I think I want to quit my full-time job. So I knew that. I wanted to try and see if this could be something for so many kids in our community. How, how did Mike take that? He was awesome. My That's husband awesome. was great. He literally was like, let's figure it out. But I think it was by the end of the first year yeah. that I think I knew what I had hoped and believed in my heart could come. And it was funny. I said that first year I had to raise $5,000 was the goal. I yeah. said to my mom, do you think I can do it? And we were the kind of kids who grew up like you don't, sell the fundraisers at school yeah. she'd rather yep. have written the check yep. Yep. and she's like I don't know that's so hard and we raised 12,000 that first year wow. so I think that to me 
that kind of was the energy. And now over 10 years, you've raised, what, <laughs> five, five million. million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, is still amazing. a number I don't it's crazy. It's process crazy. without going, really? <laughs> oh, I know. So 10 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's kind of kept you going over 10 years? Like, have there been moments where you've been tempted to just give up? Like, this is just getting too difficult. Yeah, I think, you know, um, the reason that I'm still here today is because I genuinely am in love with what I do. And it's a passion. It is as important to me. It's my first child. I have four other children, but it's like my heart and my soul. Yeah. Yeah. There have been times over the 10 years where I was overwhelmed and you didn't... had four kids. Yeah, four children. So you, you, you didn't just start an organization. You had four kids. No, four kids. While you're building. While we were building I mean, this. Yeah. And I always used to say that when I was feeling really overwhelmed, I would go to a party. And the mission would be then so smack in my face. Yeah. And I'd have an experience or, you know, an interaction with a child or a family. And I'd go, yep, keep it going. Yeah, like, awesome. figure, figure it out, yeah. Megs, because... Knowing an accounting-based system is nothing when yeah. you – that's a problem you can solve. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Now, the last couple of years for anyone, especially nonprofits, has been a challenge. Yeah. I mean, with a pandemic, you can't do your gala. You Mm-mm. can't do so many different things. And one of the things you guys have done so well is looked for the opportunities and jumped on them. Yep. How, what have you learned over these last two years about opportunistic leadership? Like – you know, you can't do this, but you do this. Instead. Sure. I think it's that episode of Friends where Ross goes, pivot, yeah, pivot. Yes, yes, yeah, um, we definitely pivoted, um, but we always stayed true to our mission. And I think that the quality that I think I'd like to bring in the table is I'm pretty direct yeah. and I'm blunt. And I'm also pretty good at making decisions quickly, which I think is a skill as a leader you need to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't have a lot of time to have a pity party for myself. You know, I had, I have a nonprofit that I'm running. I have families and children that need supported and I have a pandemic happening around me. People needed help. If I have the means to support that and figure it out, I was going to figure it Mm -hmm. out. Um, We spend a lot of time kind of talking about problems when I like to make action happen. Yeah. 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 And um, I always say a life without cause is a life without effect. And so I kind of wake up every day with like, what am I going to accomplish today? Because that's the only way you're going to get things done. Where did you learn that? I think it's my dad and uh, my mom too. Um, I grew up with kind of, uh, you get (laughs) sometimes good, sometimes bad, but you get five minutes to wallow about it and then you need to, to solve it. And that has carried into, into my life set. And my, you know, my father is a he just retired wow. last week and he's already like, maybe I'll do part time. And that's kind of that yeah. same ethic yeah. is yeah. just like we work, yeah. we work yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see any kind of uh, glimpses looking back in your life, in your childhood, teenage years that kind of showed you um, almost like a, a precursor of what was coming with Beverly's birthdays? You know, I, I think that I always say. Um, my, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And I think in that regard, when I look back at my childhood, that played out. Like I started the Care Bear Club when I oh, was cool. a kid. Yeah. I was the one who ran the homecoming, you know. So I have that desire yeah. to like, I like projects, I like owning mm-hmm. them, and I like starting them. Um, You're kind of a natural leader. I'm a natural yeah. leader. Yeah. And then also if you think about it, birthdays in general are kind of glittery and yeah. sparkly yeah. and fun. Yeah. And cool. I don't mind being yeah. in the center of it. Yeah. I like that feeling. Yeah. So I think I like to give that feeling 
others. Yeah. My love language is probably yeah. service and yeah, yeah. gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's perfect. Those doing, are like perfectly doing what exactly I do. exactly what you're doing. That's exactly. Perfect. That's awesome. Uh, you are really good at sharing stories and vision of Beverly's birthdays. Like you do it in so many different ways and facets. How did you learn how to do that so well? You know, I credit it to Mabry O'Donnell, who is my college mentor, and I am an org comm major, so I went to school to learn how to tell stories. Which is correct. Perfect. Yeah, and it worked really well. And um, I also was a competitive public speaker yeah, um, yeah, as well. Yeah. And so I learned how to tell those stories, but I think it really comes back to you name it, you explain it, you support it. And Mabry taught me that notion a long time ago, NES. But that NES goes to when you're public speaking, but also in any aspect of life. Like when I'm writing a grant, yeah. when I'm trying to have a meeting with my team, you name your point, explain it, and you support it. And that is like a rule of thumb that I think everyone coming yeah. out of school needs yeah. to know yeah. and learn yeah. is name it, explain it, and support it, really and good. support it. It's mm -hmm. really good. I, I think that's one of the things that has, uh, for me, watching from the outside, has uh, been such a strong point for Beverly's birthdays is you have kept the story at yeah. the forefront. Like you have continually tell story after story and you keep mission yeah. In, in, the, in the forefront because you tell the story. I tell the like, story. You don't have, it's not just words on a wall. Like it's a, it's a child. There's a name. There's mm -hmm. a face. There's an actual experience. And it's not just some child 10 years ago. But I mean, you have stories constantly. Constant. You're doing parties constantly. Yeah. It's, I think it's so powerful. It's been really cool because, you know, people, when they, if they know us from, you know, a surface level, they know we do birthdays. Yeah. But we actually have seven programs that yeah. kind of make up yeah. how we celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those programs were designed because of a genuine interaction with a family and a child yeah. that helped inspire it. And yeah. I like that too, because I think sometimes when people get into leadership roles, it goes to their head yeah. and they say, well, I think we should do that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm listening mm -hmm. to the children and families and communities that we support. And I want to hear from you yeah. so that we can design something that was meant for you because I'm your neighbor and I want yeah. to see you and your family succeed and celebrate and thrive. Yeah. And that sets people apart is you have to listen. You have yeah. to listen yeah. as that's, a leader. It's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Huge deal. How have you seen listening over the last two years impacted your team, but also what you guys do? Well, you know, it's really funny because um, when, right prior to the pandemic, we were only at about five staff and yeah. now I have 11. It's a big jump. It's a huge jump. And I've had to do a lot of self-growth in my own you know, leadership style in the last two years, and I'm still figuring it out, is I learned I'm really good at managing, yeah. and managing and leadership two are two things. totally different yeah. things. I'm really good at managing projects, managing myself, yeah. but leadership is really listening and changing and being open to changing how I communicate. I have my dominant style that I like, but that doesn't resonate with every single person yeah. on my team. Yeah. And being able to check myself for a second, think back and say, okay, you need to try a different approach. And being humble enough to say, I don't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. I'm here as your leader, but I'm also on this journey with you. And I can't help you grow if I'm not willing to what, grow. What have you learned about, because you, you are just a naturally motivated, driven person. What have you learned about motivating your team, though? Because they're all motivated, like you yeah. said, differently. I think what's really interesting, and um, one of my good friends, and he's actually a mentor to me in a lot of ways, is he used the analogy is that everybody's definition of full is different. Like, I am a water tower. Yeah. I can handle a lot. Yeah. I think, so in order to motivate my team, I think a lot of it has been learning what is their full. Yeah. And recognizing, okay, they still have some room. This is now an yeah. encouragement time. Yeah. Or they're 
they're full. They're full. They can't handle anymore. And I need to be give that grace a little bit, mm-hmm. reassess why are they so full? Is it because I've literally given them too much or the work is too demanding? Or maybe it's a time management thing and let's work on that yeah. skill. Yeah. So That's constant, good. like when I lay down at night, Nick, my brain is oh, always yeah. reevaluating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is what a good leader should do is how do you constantly try to improve and do how better? How do you scale that with 11 people though? That's a lot. It is. It is a lot. I don't know that I have the answer yeah. right now, but I think the desire and willing to do better and learn is a big is a big piece of it. And to know that I'm not perfect and don't have the the answers. Um, and then I look to people that they might not be in a leadership role necessarily formally, yeah. but people who I respect who are really good at encouraging and motivating others. Yeah. Um, and what are yeah. you doing that I could learn yeah. better better That's from? Good. That's mm-hmm. good. That's really good. Now, as you've kind of added more people to your team over the years, like originally just you and your husband, and you now have 11, (laughs) and you have more than that in volunteers, how do you transfer that passion and that vision to them? Like, is there a, do you do anything intentional or just kind of, it's just kind of caught? Well, I think the inclusive language is really important. You know, um, I couldn't have gotten Beverly's birthdays where it was if I didn't have a we-based mentality. Yeah. And it, in the respect of every dollar, every donor, every volunteer, um, I genuinely know that without them, this wouldn't have yeah. be where it is. Yeah. So I might have had the vision, but thousands and thousands of people helped move it forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that when I talk about the work, that that is articulated because that's kind of the head's m- mindset that I'm in and yeah, that yeah. people yeah. feel like, I always say you're a member of the land of cheer. Yeah, like yeah, you are yeah. a cheerleader. You're you a bet. part of my team. I you might bet. be the cheer captain, yeah. but I, all... I'm no good with one man out on a field. No, no, so. you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. Well, I, as you've looked over these last 10 years, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? Oh, goodness. Um, you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. um, is a really big lesson, especially in the very beginning. Um, and that you're your own advocate and you're the individual who is nobody's going to work harder than you. So if you're not willing to come to the table and do the work and find the information and understand what you need to know, you can't expect others to. And so I think that that has been a grounding principle for me from day one. And I continue to remind remind myself and give myself grace. If I screw up and it was genuine because I didn't, I didn't know, but shame on me if I did. And, mm-hmm. and made that made a choice otherwise. And so have, I hold myself accountable. Do you have an example? Like when you walked into something, didn't know what you didn't know? And yeah, the, in, in nonprofit accounting, yeah. that's a big world. Yeah. Um, and that not, our auditors will tell yeah. you, well, in nonprofit accounting, you could do it this way, but you also could do it this way, but yeah. you could. It's really so complicated. Very complicated. Yeah. So I had to ask questions. Okay, well, I'm going to design an inventory system. How do you think, as an expert in this, yeah. I should do it? Great. Okay, then I'm going to do it. And it's really cool in this space and place where I get calls from people from all over the country that are like, can we do a Beverly's Birthdays? Well, I'm just starting. What should I do? I take myself back to, you might need to think about in-kind donations now and how you're going to keep track yeah. of them. Yeah. Because I didn't know that, and I had to clean up. Yeah. Data. It's yeah. much better to have data up front. Yep, yeah, yeah, back, yeah exactly. Back. Have you had a lot of nonprofits come to you to kind of, you know, teach them, coach them? Yeah, them? you know, it's been really cool. Um, when Bev's was on Good Morning America, that allowed for some obviously national yeah, coverage. Yeah. And I've had two individuals, one um, in New Mexico who started a project called um, 
birthday birthday party in New Mexico, and then Peggy's parties in New Hampshire. Cool. That um, Peggy Peggy's parties actually came out to Pittsburgh, spent some time with so me, cool. talked to me, learned, and um, I gave them just kind of what I thought or wished someone would have told me yeah. then. And um, I was really lucky enough though when I was started, I found mentors. Whether they liked it or not, I found them yeah, and I yeah. said, I, 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 I respect you yeah. and I, I want to ask questions. And I think if you're just starting out and you want to build your career and you want to start something, you have to be humble enough to know that you don't know it all. So you have to be genuine in how you ask questions. Because I look now at year 10 and people ask me things. I'm honored that they think that I would know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet, you bet. <laughs> if someone was starting a nonprofit, what's the number one thing you would tell them? Well, I still look at nonprofits are still businesses. Yeah. So you need to recognize, although your cause might be good, yeah. you still have to know the business landscape. And I have an MBA, so I'm a business. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, yeah. I used that when I started Bev's. I did a competitive landscape. Yeah. Does my idea all have merit? But also, is anyone else doing it? Mm -hmm. No, they weren't. Yeah. At that time, no yeah. one in the tri-state area was doing it. So I knew I had a need. You have a corner on the market. And a corner in the market. Yeah. And so I think you have to first start a nonprofit with the notion of, yes, is it a great idea? Do you have the heart? But also, how will you make it scale? How will you bring it to fruition? I didn't know in year one that it would be the scale that it was it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. But I also was smart enough to know that I'm still building a business. I'm mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. It's yeah. not a hobby. It's not yeah. a project. Yep. Um, yep. And the more you grow and the more people's money you're utilizing, you're accountable for that. that so you best have a plan. You get into plan. $5 million. Yeah. You better have an Transparent idea. Transparent yes. as can be. Yeah. Anyone can look up anything about Beverly's yeah. birthdays because yeah. it is you know, privately funded, but with public, you know, public dollars, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's really good. I, I think a lot of times people go into not the nonprofit world with a big heart mm -hmm. and they want to see something good happen. And that's wonderful. But you have to use your head. Yeah. And you need to know all of your ducks have to be in a row if yeah. you're going to actually make this work. And I think you, you know, you said it. Um, I had to get to a place in space where I also was comfortable saying no. That's a really hard thing. It was really hard for me in the beginning because you have this energy and this desire to help, which I still have. Yeah. But I have to be able to actually help and sustain that yeah. for you. Or I'm not doing your organization any good if I say, yeah, I can help, but like in three months I might not be able to. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. So making smart choices that were not only smart for the organization, the children and families we're supporting, but smart for the business on the back end because – I have 11 staff members yeah. who also need me yep. to make smart choices. How do you, how do you, uh, kind of what kind of grid or filter you use to say no? Like, how do you know when you should say no? Um, for, for me right now, a no would probably become if I don't have funding identified to support the yes. Yeah. Or if logistically, it just doesn't make sense from um, infrastructure yeah. standpoint. So we deliver in all of Allegheny County. Yeah. If you are in Armstrong County who receives our services, you have to be willing to come to us. Yeah. And so it wasn't that I'm always saying no now. I'm, I'm saying yes a lot, but I'm saying yes with a lot more parameters yeah, yeah. so that we can give you the best service yeah, yeah. and my team is able to be optimized. That's really good. Mm -hmm. If you had to do it all over again, is there anything you would do differently in starting Beverly's Birthdays? Oh, my goodness. Um, I <laughs> I don't think I would do anything differently because it really has taught me so much over the last 10 years. I will say, I often sometimes wonder if I should have called it Beverly's Birthdays. Yeah, because for so long in the beginning, there was this confusion of what, like, who is, who is, who's, Bev who's, Bev who's yeah. Beverly? And yeah. I'm really, um, I'm really 
sacred on that relationship yeah. and who she is. Yeah. And um, and so there was that that has challenged me yeah. over the time. Yeah. It also doesn't necessarily immediately get what we do. What we do. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times in the beginning, before we had some brand recognition, can you plan my birthday party? Like, what are like what are like you? Just a birthday party. Yeah, company. yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. that. Um, it's really interesting and um, soon to be public knowledge. But we actually will be launching within the next three months Beverly's Babies, cool, which is a division of Beverly's yeah. Birthdays, yeah. Yeah. and it's like you've been doing a lot with that. Already. Yeah, we've yeah. already been doing that, but it's kind of that might be something I would have thought, cool. thought 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 differently. Cool. But cool. every misstep has been a great. Yeah learning yeah. opportunity. What's been the biggest leadership lesson you've learned? Oh, um, the, the greatest leadership lesson right now for, for me is, um, is being able to give others grace and understand others' perspectives yeah. um, that they're their own and that's okay um, and try to find the common ground yeah. because at the end of the day, I would hope that everyone on my team or anyone who's affiliated with the organization has the same end goal, and yeah. that is to support children and families. Yeah. And so to be able to be patient, I think, with myself and with others is a really great good. leadership lesson. And I was told once, you know, you can't make, I think it's a cliche, but you can't make decisions too quickly if you're riding high on an emotion that is like anger or fear or sadness yeah. that you got to give yourself a beat. That's good. Because smart. That's smart. Yeah, bad decisions. <laughs> bad decisions yeah. can be made. You've 10 years in. What what do you think the next 10 years are going to look like? Oh, this is I mean a really great question. I have a lot of um I think a lot of excitement is in store for the yeah. next 10 years. Um I think it's You're moving into new, new building, building new year. building yeah. in 2022 which will be great and we are now officially in 7 counties. Awesome. Um I've always wanted to say that I think in the next 3 years I can effectively be servicing all 9 in the greater Pittsburgh region awesome. which is really exciting. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to where the baby space is going to go. We yeah. kind of the pandemic shoved us into yeah. an area that if I have to find a silver lining in it is that through chaos comes innovation. Yeah. And I think we're going to continue to, cool. to innovate. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. If, uh, if someone wants to uh, kind of stay in touch with you, mm -hmm. uh, how can they stay in touch Yeah. With you? So our website is beverlysbirthdays.org, but we're on Facebook and you can find us there. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and you can direct message us because I'm the one who reads it. Yeah, so. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to get a little Meg's direct message right there. There you go. Uh, on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. So thank you so much for joining us thank today. You for the it was just awesome to have you with us. And uh, for those who are uh, listening or watching, uh, we uh, drop a new episode the first Thursday of every month. So uh, make sure you subscribe, whatever podcast platform uh, you are listening to or if you're watching. And uh, we look forward to uh, our next conversation next month in March. And uh, thank you so much for taking this time. Thank you, Meg, for being Thanks with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, and, everyone. Uh, we'll see you guys next month. This has been the Lead Up Podcast. This episode has been underwritten by Calvary Church of Irwin, PA. You can find out more about Calvary by visiting calvaryirwin.com. Join us again next month on the Lead Up Podcast, where one moment can change one life.